Welcome back to the Stock Market Option Trading Podcast. My name is Eric, and this is episode 106 and the very first episode of 2024. I hope everyone had a wonderful holiday with their families and definitely wishing you a happy and profitable new year and continued listening of the podcast. I really appreciate the support. So we just wrapped up the first trading week of the year. It wasn't very good. I think we were down three or four days in a row. Um, and on the very first day of the trading year, which was Tuesday, January 2nd, I made my first trading mistake of 2024. And I'm going to share that with you today, partly for you to learn from my mistakes or really just to kind of understand that no matter how long you've been trading, it's very easy to make mistakes if you're not fully paying attention or if the market's um, you know, in a weird position or a unique position, which I think holidays are kind of a unique position. So it's, it's a little easier to make the mistake. But the mistake that I made is something that I shouldn't have. It really had nothing to do with my analysis necessarily, it had to do with my trading plan. And we'll talk about that in a second. So, but let's go ahead and get into it. So it's, let's back up in time a little bit. It's, it's Tuesday, January 2nd. It's the first trading day of the year. The market had faded on the Friday before. So the last trading day of the year was, wasn't great. We ended on a, a sour note, if you will. And we're also coming off a long holiday weekend. So with Friday sort of being bearish, if you will, and we have a three-day weekend, we really didn't know what to expect coming into Tuesday. Now, in my live chat trading room that I, I'm in every day, the plan at the time was really to just kind of let the market open up and let the dust settle. So when we were looking at the futures market before the market opened, you know, we were looking at about a 20 to 25-point gap down in the S&P, I'm using SPX. So we were already starting out with some continued selling from Friday. And sometimes when you have a three-day weekend, that can be exacerbated a little bit. So again, we were just wanting to let the dust settle to see if there was anything worth trading or if we should just kind of skip it. So the market opened up, like I said, about 20 points or so lower. And in the first 15 minutes, we dropped another 15 points. And whatever indicator you want to pick at this point, we're definitely oversold. And what we're really looking for is, you know, where are we going to find support? Will, will dip buyers step in? Is this just kind of a uh, opening kind of situation? Are we going to bounce that type of thing? And one of the things that I was looking at at the time was that where the selling was happening, most of the selling that morning was in the heavy-weighted stocks. These are some of the bigger technology names, big tech stocks, right? But the, there was actually some buying in other stocks. So when you look at the S&P 500 as kind of a whole, uh, we we're looking at where the selling is and if there was buying. So at that time in the morning, after about 15, 20 minutes, it looked like there was actually some buying happening in other sectors. Now, what that means to me is that there's a little bit more rotational selling. So maybe profit taking on the, the big names and, you know, more defensive posture, if you will. So that's what we were kind of looking at, at, you know, in the first, let's call it 30 minutes of the day. So now that we're oversold and I'm seeing some light buying in other names or other uh, sectors, the contrarian in me says, okay, we're probably going to get a bounce pretty soon here. I'm looking at selling SPX zero DTE put, put spreads off the sell, sell off. At the time, SPX was trading at 47.30 and I was expecting 47.25 to be a decent support area as the quarter strikes tend to be for SPX. Quarter strikes are strikes like 4,700, 
4725, 4750, 4800. So if you divide them up into 25 point increments, those tend to be the quarter strikes. And if you look at like monthly expirations, um, those tend to be the the highest hi, highest volume and open interest that are traded. I, I think that's where the big boys play, right? So we were selling off hard into that area, and I was looking at using 47.25 or so to be my kind of line in the sand that we'd probably get a bounce off. So at that time, I sold a 47.30, 47.25 put credit spread for a credit of two dollars. This is an at the money credit spread with a max gain of two hundred and a max loss of 300. Now, something we've been talking about in the live group is taking these at the money spreads. And I've been leaning into them a little bit more lately. And it's really kind of a risk reward discussion. It definitely needs more work. And it's kind of beyond the scope of today's episode. You know, when you start talking about like strike selection, that type of thing. But I went ahead and posted the trade in the chat. And again, selling the spread for four, uh, $2 with a risk of $3 per spread. So going into the trade, I was gonna use a 100% stop loss of the credit. So if the credit's $2, I'm gonna risk $2. And the profit target of about 30% of the credit. And the idea here is that with a stop loss, stop loss of 100% for an at the money spread, this gives me about 15 to 20 points before I get stopped out. So back to this particular day, the market was down about uh, I want to say 40 points or so at the open. So I'm basically betting here that the market's probably going to bounce a little bit and it's not going to go another 15, 20 points when you're seeing a little bit of buying here. But you know, I don't know if we'll just bounce and then sell off harder later. So this is really kind of uh, in the world of scalping maybe a little bit more. Uh, but anyway, we have our defined risk and let's talk about the profit side. In order to get that 30% profit target, we only need about a 10 point bounce from the short strike. So as we sell off hard into the level that I've sort of deemed as, you know, quote unquote, potential support, or at least a bounce area, all I need is a 10 point bounce. And then I will hit my profit target. And remember the market's already down 40 or 45 points for it to bounce 10 or 15 points and then resume the sell off is totally plausible. But the, the idea it's going to go down another 15, 20 points to me is less likely. So that was sort of the, the trade um, mindset going in that. So the good news is about 10 minutes later, the market bounced about 12 points and the profit target was hit and we were out of the trade. Awesome. It's the first trading day of the year. I nailed a winner. I'm feeling good. And you know, we're now we're letting the market play out a little bit more to see if we could take another trade. Obviously, the market's you know, bearish this day. So now we're like, you know, if we get a decent enough bounce, maybe we can short it. Now, as the morning went on, the market did rally back up to 47.50, which was a major gamma level. Again, it's another quarter strike and it can often act as support and resistance as well. So obviously if we're moving up to this level, we're going to look at this as potential resistance. So I decided to basically trade a similar trade, but this time a call credit spread. SPX was trading at 47.50. I sold the at the money uh, call, excuse me, 47.50, and I bought five points higher. So it's a 47.50.55 call credit spread. Again, I got a credit for, of $2, and I was going to use the same stop loss and profit target. So I'm, I'm going to use a 100% stop loss and a 30 cent profit target with the idea that the market's going to pull back here or kind of chop around between these levels. 
And here's where the mistake happened. I didn't stick to the plan. It's, it seems like a dumb mistake or a simple thing um, that, that can happen, but the market started to push higher than I expected. And my trade had slightly gone underwater. So instead of sticking with my stop, I decided to limit my losses, and I'm air quoting here, and decided to close the trade for a small loss. And the reason why I did that was because instead of sticking to the plan of letting the stop loss, you know, just sit there and let the profit target sit there with like a bracket order or something, instead of do, doing that, the reason why is that I had already had a winning trade that day and I didn't want to let my daily PL go negative. That was the mistake. Instead of sticking to the trade plan for that individual trade, I closed it early for a loss and basically broke even on the day. In hindsight, had I stuck with my plan, the market ended up coming back down enough to hit the profit target and I wouldn't have been stopped out. And I ultimately would have ended up with two wins for the day instead of a break even on the day. What I should have done is set up a bracket order and just left it or an OCO order. If you're in toss, they call them OCO, one cancels other. And a bracket order is basically uh, two orders tied together. So if you hit the profit target, it'll close the trade for the profit and cancel the stop order and vice versa. If your stop gets hit, it'll close your trade and it'll cancel your profit target order. So you kind of have both orders in that. That's the, the, uh, beauty of a bracket order or an OCO order to help let the trade manage itself so that you don't have to do what I did, which was second guess it once you're, once the trade starts to go against you. But again, instead I was watching the market. And once I saw my daily P and L kind of dip into the red, because I was going to maybe lose more than I made on the first trade. Um, I, I was like, let me just close the trade and finish break even because then all the doubt starts to come in. You know, when you're watching the trade and you, now you're sort of making decisions on the fly, the motions do actually kick in. And, and I did not want to let my green day turn into a red day. So I closed it and said, oh, I'm, you know, I'll just break even and maybe I can get something later. So again, the current trade had nothing to do with the previous trade. And it reminds me of the book trading in the zone. I probably need to go back and read or, or listen to it. I, ha I have both, but trading in the zone where Mark Douglas discusses the idea of accepting the risk when you enter that trade to accept the risk. In hindsight, I did not accept the risk upon entry of that second trade. I didn't realize it at the time. You don't realize this stuff until once you're in the trade, which is the importance of having that plan. Once I saw that I was risking the previous profits, which is something I didn't even think about when I entered the trade, I was just taking the trade. I, you know, I must've just kind of changed my mind or something and defaulted into uh, risk averse sort of behavior, closing the trade and just to be flat on the day. Now, I'm not sure if this was an ego thing where I did, you know, I didn't want to let it a green day turn red. But I, what I do know is I went home with basically $0 and maybe even a loss when you add in commissions and stuff, instead of a gain of about three or $400 on the day, because I didn't stick with my plan and I did not accept the risk. Now, in hindsight, this was a mistake because we now know that the trade would have worked out, but the decision to alter the 
the stop and, and profit plan, really, and to close early to limit losses, it could have easily been sort of a genius decision. Had the market just continued higher and I got stopped out, I would have lost more. So I'm not beating myself up over the fact that I, you know, closed it and broke even on the day and that, that kind of thing. What's more important ultimately is that we stick to our plans and we accept the risk of the trade. And this is how we're going to be com um, more consistent over time. So this was a reminder to me that impulse trading or decision-making once after you're in the trade isn't the best trading plan. And I'm glad this happened to me on the first day of the year to remind me that you can't take these little decisions, these little nuances, uh, very likely. Now, before I go, if you're interested in the live chat I mentioned where we, we do trades like this each and every day, head over to stockmarketoptionstrading.net and check out my Alpha Traders Club group. I'll put a link in the podcast notes in the description. Thanks for listening and be a supporter of the podcast. I'll see you in the next episode and I'm wishing you a happy 2024.